0: Greetings, I'm the Reverend Jen Fenner of Epworth United Methodist Church, and this is Transformed by Faith today. We continue with 30 days of Advent and Christmas songs and reflections on the scripture and context of those songs. And today we focus on the beloved children's song, Burrito Sabanero. The song is actually originally titled El Burrito de Belén, or the donkey of Bethlehem, even though everybody basically calls it El Burrito Sabanero. The song was composed by a Venezuelan musician, Hugo Blanco, in the early 1970s. And the producers of Topo Gigio, a puppet mouse famous in Spanish and Italian speaking countries, similar to the Latin American equivalent of Elmo, asked Hugo Blanco to produce this song for their Christmas album. The song talks about a little boy that's traveling on a donkey to Bethlehem to see Jesus. And along the way, the excited little boy encourages his donkey along with those strange human sounds we make to animals. In this song, the boy encourages his donkey saying, Tuki tuki tuki, Tuki tukita. Interestingly enough, others have come to suggest that the Tuki tuki is actually the sound of the donkey's hooves clicking along as he travels. Hugo Blanco selected originally the singer Simon Diaz for the track, but the song wasn't that successful. The following year, Blanco re-recorded the song with 14 children from the Venezuelan Children's Choir, which he renamed La Rondita. And the lead singer, the voice that you hear on the track even today, was an eight-year-old boy named Ricardo Cuenzi. Interestingly enough, soon after recording that eight-year-old boy, grew up and was replaced by others, and Ricardo Cuenci never received any royalties from the song. Perhaps it's similar to the way in which God through Christ shows up to the eight-year-old children, to the obscure, to the unseen, to those who perhaps never receive the monetary compensation for their faithfulness. What did happen to Mary and Joseph after they shepherded into life this Jesus the Christ? They probably died in the same level of humility in which God came. But perhaps that's a lesson for us, that God is always using the humble, the obscure, the unknown, the unseen, the simple, the childlike, and not even fulfilling them with a thousand earthly blessings, but rather residing in their simplicity, their faithfulness, and their joy. Luke 2, starting with verse 4, tells the story of what we believe to be this donkey that travels to Bethlehem. Luke 2, 4 says, So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David, and he went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him, and was expecting a child. It's interesting that in that Luke story, and in the other stories as well, there's no scriptural reference to the fact that Mary rode a donkey as she approached Bethlehem. It's just supposed that she would have, because she was far along in her pregnancy, not able to walk that distance, and a donkey would have been the appropriate way for her to travel. The one place in scripture that there is specific reference to a donkey is much later in the life of Jesus Christ in Luke 19, starting with verse 28, it says that as Jesus went on ahead to Jerusalem, he approached Bethphagi and Bethany at the hill called Mount of Olives. And if you've ever been to Israel or know anything about the geography, Bethphagi is really right outside of Jerusalem. And as Jesus was approaching Bethphagi, he says to his disciples, go to the village ahead. And as you enter it, you will find a donkey colt tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it to me, and if anyone asks why you're untying it, say the Lord needs it. Those who were sent ahead found it just as Jesus had told them. And when they were untying it, the owners of the donkey colt asked, Why are you untying it? They replied, the Lord needs it. And as they brought this donkey colt to Jesus, they threw their cloaks on the colt and put Jesus on top of it. And as he went along, people began to spread their cloaks on the road. And as he came near to the place where the road goes down to the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd began to joyfully praise God in a loud voice for all the miracles they had seen. Mary arguably rides a donkey into Bethlehem, tired and dusty, overwhelmed, uncomfortable, riding as she's that far advanced in her pregnancy. And Jesus rides a donkey into Jerusalem knowing that he's riding to his death on a cross. So many have spoken about how people would have expected Jesus to ride in on a warhorse a symbol of a powerful military victor, a true Messiah who would free Israel. And certainly when God took human form in the baby Jesus in Mary's womb, wouldn't one have expected that he would arrive in regalia as the king of kings and lord of lords? But in both instances, both as God humbled God's self to take human form and as Jesus the Christ, God incarnate, humbled himself to death on a cross, it was both on a donkey. Tuki, 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 ta. Jesus encourages his donkey to travel into Jerusalem. Tuki, 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 ta. Mary encourages that donkey to hurry up and get to the place in Bethlehem where she can lay down and give birth to this child. Perhaps you and I need to be attentive to the ways in which Jesus enters. At Christmas time, we often suppose that the most significant events will be the most beautiful tree of all or exactly the right present to bring temporary joy to our child or the right decorations or the right people around the Christmas dinner table. And yet this pandemic and our financial needs, and maybe even our own human brokenness, prohibits some of those fantastic dreams from coming true. And yet Jesus still arrives on a humble donkey, not a war horse, in the quiet, still unexpected places, perhaps not in all the beauty we expected him to come. And so I invite you this season to be attentive to the places that Jesus is riding in. King Jesus on a donkey, faithful Mary on a donkey, Tukitukitukitukita, sung the little eight-year-old boy who never saw any of the royalties of the song he made famous. Jesus comes in unexpected ways, disarming us with his humility and calling us to a different understanding of blessing, of victory, of healing, of salvation, of joy, and of grace. God, we're grateful that you don't follow our expectations. We're grateful that Christmas comes when it's not what we want it to be. We're grateful that you're not hidden in our feelings, in the beauty of the lights, in the best Christmas tree, or the most expensive present. We're grateful, God, that you come, humble on a donkey, knowing that you come to the deepest and darkest and most broken places within us. And we're grateful that you come, uncomfortable in the journey, in Mary's womb jostled along. We're grateful that you come, bringing us healing and wholeness. Give us eyes to see you in the places we least expect you, and give us hearts to believe that in the simple, the humble, the unacknowledged, the unexpected is the true power of your life in us. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Camino de Belén, en mi burrito voy cantando, mi burrito va trotando, en mi burrito voy cantando, mi burrito va trotando. Si me ven, si me ven, voy camino de Belén. Si me ven, si me ven, voy camino de Belén. Tuki 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 tuki, tuki 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 da, apúrate mi burrito que ya vamos a llegar. Si me ven, voy caminando.